Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1956 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And if you, Fire Nation, are ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, well, then visit themasteryjournal.com. Kaboom. Now, let's chat with today's featured guest, Brian Copeland. Brian, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah, I'm totally on fire this morning, JLD. (laughs) Brian's a comic actor, playwright, author, entrepreneur, and TV and radio talk show host with KGO 810 in San Francisco. He's also the president of Carolina Productions, which produces socially relevant entertainment for TV, radio, stage, and print. So basically, Fire Nation, I am talking to somebody who is no stranger to the microphone. Brian, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Oh, well, first of all, it is a pleasure to be on this end of the interview. You've been <laughs> kind enough to do my program on KGO a bunch of times, yes. and, and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I feel like I owe you. I got to do this right. <laughs> <laughs> I have been working in, in the field of entertainment my, pretty much my entire life. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16 years old, and I used to promote comic book conventions in the Bay Area back in the day. 16, I used to rent out a hall to sell comics and charge people $7 a head to come in and buy them. So that's how far back I go with being an entrepreneur. I am a father of three children. Uh, they are all working in entertainment and in radio and television. And uh, I uh, live in San Leandro, California, about 20 minutes from San Francisco with my beautiful fiance, Teresa. Well, you are right, BC. This is a reversal of the mic. I mean, you have been generous enough to have me on your show multiple times. We've talked about the Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, setting goals, just being an entrepreneur, you know, tips for business, tools, marketing. Um, We did a couple segments on Puerto Rico and the current crisis that we're under right now. So I thank you so much for bringing attention to that over to the West Coast of the country. So uh, much, much appreciated. And I'm excited to have you on because, again, you have been doing this for a long time. You are great at what you do. You have honed your craft. You are a professional. So my friends, what would you say today your area of expertise is? What is that? Well, the area of expertise that that I have is in in terms of focus and in terms of of creating content that makes people feel something. You know, I think that's something that entrepreneurs don't really know and that they should. And that's the key to everything is how you make people feel. You know, if you can make them laugh, you can make them cry, if you can make them feel empathy or even feel outrage and you know relate to the human condition some way, then they're connected to you for life. And for me, that works with what my, my product is, my content and my customers are my audience. But I think that works with all kinds of businesses because what it does when you make somebody feel something is that creates a brand loyalty. You know, because when you give of yourself, you create a bond with your audience and uh, they trust you and then they'll follow you and they will support you. The, the way that I got I got hooked on on uh, on EO Fire was, uh, you know, somebody told me about it. I listened to a couple of, of episodes to start and the way that you make me feel. Uh, is inspired. You make me feel like I can conquer the world. You make me feel like there's nothing that I can't do without planning. And so that is why I have been, what are we, episode 1950 something? (laughs) I've been listening to you since episode like 700 or 600. So I've been with you for a while. And that's why I'm I'm, I'm a loyal follower for life now, see, because we got a bond because of how you made me feel. 
Bro, Brian, you are in the process of conquering the world, my friend. So thank you for the greatness that you're putting out there. I love seeing it from my end as well. And we have a lot of people that are listening today, Fire Nation, and you know they are looking to inspire other people. They're looking to make other people feel good, whether that be maybe through Instagram, they want to become Insta-famous, or Facebook, or a podcast, or video, or fill in the blank of any number of ways that my listeners, Fire Nation, wants to impact the world in a positive way. Give them one tip one tool, one tactic that you found has really worked for you as far as building up that intimate connection, building up that feeling of just goodness. How do you do it? You know, it's it's being real and it's transparency. That's the thing that I found. Um, I started out as a stand-up comic when I was 18 years old, and I spent 20 years uh, playing comedy clubs around the country. I did every stand-up comedy show you can think of. I, I toured with, with Smokey Robinson and Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin and Dionne Warwick and these kinds of people. And um, I, what, what I would get from audiences was, oh, boy, the comedian was funny. Or if it was in a comedy club and I'm headlining, you'd get that last guy was funny. Never anything about me, never anything really about Brian. It was about what it was I said that was funny because the jokes that I would do in my stand-up sets were jokes about things on the paper and current events and these kinds of things, but nothing about me. Then um, I had this breakthrough when I decided I wanted to do a one-man play, which was just uh, to tell a story that was funny, but as is, is, is well as is one that, that uh, where I was able to act and do some emotion into it. So I wrote this play. I, I, I got this advice. This is the, the best advice I ever received, some of it, from the great Carl Reiner. Uh, Carl Reiner, the, 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 the writer, actor, director, legend. And he said, you have to find the piece of ground that you alone stand on and write from there. So while I'm trying to figure out what my piece of ground is, I get this letter sent to me at KGO Radio. And the letter said that uh, it was unsigned. And it said, as an African-American, I'm disgusted every time I hear your voice because you are not a genuine black man. Oof. Now, I am African-American, but people don't know I'm African-American who have not seen me. You know, you hear me on the radio, you don't know. And so I've gotten this nonsense, this grief um, for a lot of my life about you're not really black. Oh, you're not black enough. Oh, you're black, but you're not really black. So I went through this whole um, uh, personal inventory about why it is people say that. It came down to I grew up in San Leandro, California, which is the city I still live in. It's right next door to Oakland. At a time in the 1970s and early 80s was my childhood when uh, we were one of the handful of African-American families in the city. It was 99.99% white and considered one of America's most racist suburbs. And, and as a result of that, I assimilated. Right? So I said, I'm, I'm going to write a play about what it's like to be different, what it's like to be the only one. So I, I wrote down every story I could think about growing up. Some were hilarious. Some were really hurtful and painful. And I put them together into this one-man play, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'll do this for, you know, for about six or eight weeks. And then I had comedy club dates that were booked, and something magical happened, and the show exploded and went on to become the longest-running one-man play in the history of Bay Area Theater. It went off Broadway. I had a development deal for television with HBO. Uh, all of these amazing things happened, and it happened because people – 
connected to me. Then it wasn't well. What he said was funny. It's like I understand. I relate. But you know, we are. I wrote a book based on the play that became a bestseller, and it really connected with the editors of of, of uh, at the, the publishing house because they were one was the only Jewish person in the community they grew up with, another was the only Asian person in the community that they grew up with, and they all relate to this idea as everyone does because of being the only one. Because at some point you will be in a situation where you are the only man, the only woman, the only Christian, the only Jew, the only black, the only white. How do you deal with it when you're the one who's different? So, so that is the best thing that, that the, 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 the most important thing I think I found out is when you are real, when you're real, when you give of yourself, then it's a connection because they weren't just laughing at what I had to say. They were feeling and they were connecting to me. Fire Nation, you have to find the grounds that you alone can stand on. I mean, that quote resonates with me to my core. It gave me some shivers, Brian. Thank you for sharing that. And one thing I just want to add to what you just shared is, Fire Nation, we're all standing upon the shoulders of giants. So recognize that when you know Brian and myself say that you have to find your own ground, you have to be yourself, it's, it's not going to snap your fingers and happen overnight. Like It's a process. It's a journey. Like I studied those who have come before me. Brian has studied those that have come before him. We've copied. We've mimicked. And we said, you know what? Okay, now how can I take what I'm learning from these geniuses, but then make it me, make it my unique personality, bring it into my world and make it my own because that's where the authenticity lies. That's where being genuine is. So it's not going to happen overnight. Don't you know? not study other people that you admire because you think, well, I don't want to just copy them. No, learn from them and make it your own. Make it you, make it unique. And Brian, you've had a lot of successes over the years. I mean, people you've gotten to hang out with, others you've been able to inspire. It's really great to see. But at the same time, you've had some struggles. And that's kind of what I want to talk about next is what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So take us there, Brian. Tell us that story. Well, you know, it's funny. I've had some setbacks before, but in order to figure out what my uh, my worst entrepreneurial moment was, I have to go back to being a teenager. Hmm. You know, as I said, I was always uh, an entrepreneur, and uh, at a time when com- I mean, I've been a comic book collector my entire life, and oh, I cool. still am. <laughs> and, and oh, I love, I love, love, love comics. I mean, man, reach out to me at my website if you got comics you want to sell, especially <laughs> Golden Age stuff. You know, reach out to me, BrianCopeland.com. I'm buying. All right, so so uh, you know, about, you know, whereas now comic book conventions are huge, and you were in San Diego, so you know um, Comic Con. Yeah. I'm sure you, yeah, yeah. But Comic Con was 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 in its infancy when I was starting to do stuff up here in the Bay Area. So um, I had become friendly with because I, I wrote for a little weekly paper and I would interview uh, people. I had become friendly with Adam West. You know, do you know the name Adam West, the I great do. Adam West Batman on television, who just passed away. So I had this convention coming up. Um, I'm 17, and I asked Adam West if he would be uh, a guest at this convention. It was for a weekend. And he said, absolutely, he'd do it. It's on his calendar. Sure, he would be happy to come and be the guest and do a talk with me and sign autographs for people. So I took out ads. I, you know, I had the hall and everything rented, big undertaking, and I, I'm a minor, so I can't sign contracts. I have to have uh, parents sign contracts oh. and everything else. Uh, I'm able to get on television. We had a, a TV show here in the Bay Area called Creature Features at the time that was on Saturday nights and Friday nights. That was old movies, and, uh, and in between, you could, you know, the host would interview people who were doing things like I was doing. So I got to go on television, you know, in order to promote. Hey, Adam West is going to be there. 
and you see where this is going. And so I end up selling uh, some ridiculous number, like a thousand tickets at five or six dollars a head. And you know, again, I'm 17. This is all the money in the world. <laughs> uh, plus, I'm I'm able to sell every table that that I'm renting out. Uh, you know, I would I would charge dealers, comic book dealers, table uh, money for tables in order to be able to to sell. Uh, to sell books and a church admission to come in and I've bought ads in the newspaper and it's just huge undertaking and the 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 uh, it's a three-day convention Friday Saturday Sunday Adam West is supposed to be there on Sunday it's packed on Sunday morning I get a call from Adam West going oh my gosh I got a conflict I can't make it Ugh. I have a conflict I have something I, I completely forgot I have a celebrity tennis tournament because uh, I, I, what it was is I call. I was flying him up. He, I was paying for. He was supposed to doing it for free, and I was paying for his airline ticket to come from Los Angeles up to the Bay Area. So you know, it was just a short hour-long flight. And I, and I think I was calling him to make sure that he was ready to get on the plane and all this. And he can't do it. So I have to go and make an announcement to all of these people, and they're little kids in Batman costumes. <laughs> that have shown up. I mean, little kids, four-year-olds, whose parents are bringing them to see to meet <laughs> Batman, and I've got to stand up in front of all these people and say he's not coming. And uh, it was it was not pretty. Uh, among other things, it, it damaged my reputation some because there were those who thought that I never had him to begin with. Because I had no proof that, that he'd agree to do this. I had no proof whatsoever other than the fact that I said that he's going to be there. And I'm on television saying he's going to be there. And there are newspaper articles that he's going to be there. So, But I have no proof that he ever said he was going to be there. So there's some who thought that it was a P.T. Barnum scam, that something that I'd said in order to get people to come out, you know, to, to buy tickets. And, and to, you know, so I ended up having to give refunds and we lost money and it was embarrassing. And But the, the worst part of it, even more so than that, was 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 the disappointment on the faces of the people. Right. I don't like disappointment, you know. So what I learned from that is is very simple. And that is that and I, I've learned this throughout the, the course of my career as an entrepreneur, my career as an entertainer, and that is that when you're dealing with business, treat it like business. It's not, hey, will you do me a favor? Because people will can say yes and not do a favor. What I learned subsequently when I did things like that later or shows I produce now is even if, yeah, I'll come in and do that for you and I won't charge you anything. Okay, well, let's sign a little something anyway so we know that we're on the same page and I'll just even give you a per diem or, or a stipend if, if you're willing to come and do it as a favor. But let's let's sign something just you know so that we're all set and we know what's what. Fire Nation, when you are dealing in business, you need to treat it like a business. I mean, this is the reality. And I love that Warren Buffett quote that it takes 20 years to build a reputation, but it can take five minutes to destroy it. Your reputation is everything. And so you need to protect that. And if people, you know, like an Adam West in this example are going to say, yeah, then take the one more step and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm committing a lot. Let me just share with you what's going to happen. There's going to be a thousand people. There's going to be a lot of tables. There's going to be sponsors. I'm going to be on TV. Can you decide this just so I can make everybody feel confident that like this is actually going to happen? And, you know, you have to take that next step. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for a potentially massive fall. So, Brian, I never doubted you were going to be telling a bone-chilling worst moment story. I felt like I was there with you <laughs> seeing those little four-year-old boys crying in their Batman costumes because Batman is not showing up absolutely devastating and fire nation this is just an example of the value that bc brings and if you think that he's going to stop dropping value bombs in the lightning round you are completely wrong so when we get back from thanking our sponsors he will do just that quick question for all the marketers listening what's your address 
my friend Billy Jean wants to send you something in the mail. It's small, blackish, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI for the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com. Billy Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook funnels for free. You just cover the shipping. Once you stick this flash drive into your computer, you'll have instant access to the fitness funnel that got a single location over 500 new members before they even opened their doors to the public, the real estate funnel, which generated 93 buyer leads, dozens of private showings, and 300 open house attendees for two open house dates, the campaign that brought a chiropractor 34 new patients in two months and tripled his investment, and 17 other funnels in different niches that he and his clients spent millions of dollars testing. Visit copyourads.com to take Billy Jean up on his generous offer. Ready to make a lasting change in your new year? If you're tired of corporate America and want to step into owning your own business, then the time to make a move is now. And why not make that move into franchising? Allow me to introduce you to Eric Van Horn, our guest right here on Entrepreneurs on Fire, episode 1902. Eric is a seasoned franchise owner. He loves franchises so much. He started a company called I Love Franchising. Recently, Eric published an ebook called The Franchising Playbook, Seven Strategies to Find Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. Inside, he teaches the seven key factors to franchise success. He also shares his personal contact info in his ebook. So if after reading it, you have any questions about whether franchise ownership is right for you, just call him. Eric has personally helped over 1,000 people transition out of corporate America and into franchise ownership. And you can take your first step towards doing the same today, visit ilovefranchising.com slash fire to download Eric's free ebook, The Franchising Playbook Today. That's ilovefranchising.com slash fire. So Brian, we're back and are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I am ready to rock the lightning round. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, an entrepreneur in, in, this, in the, the field in which I'm in now, it was fear. You know, it was fear. I'm, I'm do, I do solo plays now, and I uh, produce solo plays and produce other things. But I was afraid, and it was solo plays, one man shows that changed my life, changed my career as a performer and as an entrepreneur. And the fear was this. I told you I did 20 years of stand-up comedy in clubs and touring and casinos and these kinds of things. Uh, and and somebody mentioned to me years ago, you should try to do a one-man play. And it's like, well, one-man play is where it's one. Uh, it's it's one performer who's really playing all the parts. And I was afraid and I would say, well, I can't do it because I can't do characters. I can't do voices. And then once I wrote the first play, Not a Genuine Black Man, the one that I mentioned earlier, I did voices and, and I did characters and did all these things. And what I realized was you shouldn't say I can't. You should say I haven't yet. Fire Nation, never say I can't, say I haven't yet. Leave that door open because you might just walk through it one day. What's the best advice you've ever received? Always tell the truth. That way you don't have to remember what you said. <laughs> What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? It's work ethic. It's that I work like a dog and it's, it's something that I uh, have instilled in my children and it's this and I, I, I think Fire Nation should take this to heart. 
there will always be someone. I don't care how good looking you are. There will always be somebody who's better looking than you. I don't care how smart you are. There will always be someone who is smarter than you. Uh, I don't care how capable you are. There will always be someone more capable than you. What you do is to get ahead is you make sure that no matter what, they don't outwork you. That's your variable, Fire Nation. You can control your output of work. Control that variable. Recommend one internet resource. Well, I do a lot of a lot of writing. I write a lot of plays, and uh, and what I have found is uh, there is a, a a program called Final Draft that's just absolutely amazing. It's great for writing scripts. It's great for writing screenplays, and for entrepreneurs who are not in show business, there are still times when you're going to have to give videos and have to give presentations uh, and and things, and it's a perfect formatter for exactly exactly that. Recommends one book and share why. The book is 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself by Steve Chandler, and uh, that is a book that changed my life. Um, I was in a really low place at one point, and I was at a garage sale, and I find this book for a dollar by this, this 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself. And so I started to read it. I started to read one of the tips every day. And it really and truly helped me on some days when I was really down to, to get up and to keep moving. And, and, I, and I've, I've literally been reading this book for 15 years. I read one a day. When I get to number 100, I go back to the beginning and start, with the, start back with number one. And you literally paid one penny per motivation. That's phenomenal. <laughs> penny for each one. And, uh, and Steve has, has been, like you, Steve has been a guest on my show. I oh, was able cool. to because the show, able to finally meet him. But the thing that I love about the book and the thing that I'll pass on to folks is I love the idea. There's one of the 100, 100 tips in the book is nobody's coming. You know, in the old, remember like in the old Westerns you oh, watch, yeah. you know, the wagon train or a pair, and then the Indians come and then all of a sudden you hear the cavalry and the cavalry comes to rescue them. Well, there is no cavalry. You're the, you are your own cavalry. Nobody's coming. So if you don't take care of business, if you don't dig yourself out of the hole, you're not getting out of the hole. Nobody's coming to throw you a rope. Got to be honest, Fire Nation, that's worth more than a penny right there. So definitely take that to the bank. And Brian, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, there's one thing I did want to mention, and that is the thing that I'm the most fired up about. What's here? The hearing? thing that I am most fired up about. I wrote a book based on my, my second play. Um, my second solo play is called The Waiting Period. And I suffer from depression. I've had bouts of depression that have been absolutely crippling. And if you don't suffer from it, you know somebody who does. If it's not you, it's your brother, it's your sister, it's your best friend, your son, your daughter, your wife. So my, bout of, my worst bout of depression was back in 2008 when uh, my grandmother who raised me died suddenly. Um, I had uh, a wife take off uh, without explanation. I got into a horrible car accident that left me with a spinal cord injury uh, that I had to have surgery. It was almost quadriplegic. I was laid up for three months. And the depression got so bad that I was suicidal. And I went to a gun shop and I purchased a gun. Oof. But in the state of California, there is a 10-day waiting period from the time you can get a gun to the time, that, that you, the time you buy it to the time you take possession. And during that 10 days, there was a change. There was a metamorphosis that pulled me out. So I decided to write a play about it after the, the, the nephew of a very good friend of mine, a um, 15-year-old kid uh, who suffered from depression, laid down in front of a moving train. So I decided, OK, I'm going to tell the story because maybe if I tell my story, people will go, well, if he can talk about it, I can talk about it. 
So I told the story, and uh, it was very, very well received, and uh, it helped a lot of people, and I stopped and moved on to other things. Then our great friend here in the Bay Area comedy community, Robin Williams, committed suicide, and I thought, you know what? We still need to have this conversation and bring this out of the shadows. So I brought the play back, and I, we present the play on Sundays, and I present it for free to the community. And the idea being that people, you know, can come out and can hear and, and hear. Look, you're not by yourself. You're not the only one who deals with this. Tell somebody if you're struggling. So for about the past two and a half years, we've been doing the play for free on Sundays at a theater called The Marsh in San Francisco. And, I, and I've been thinking about, well, maybe I should write a book about it. And I, and I, and I kept procrastinating about writing the book. Then I had you on the program on my show. And you were kind enough to send me a copy of the Freedom Journal. Yes. So I said, okay, I'm going to use the Freedom. You tell me all about it and how we do this. And we do it in 100 days. And, and I said, okay, I'm going to use the Freedom Journal. And I'm going to write a book based on the waiting period. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do what JLD says. I'm going to follow it straight through. And I did. I wrote and I published the book. We finished the book in October. I, and I did it. I told you when you were on my show, I'm an overachiever. So I did it in 90 days. I didn't do it in 100. I didn't. I did. Sorry, I did it in 90 days, but I used the Freedom Journal all the way through. And uh, so now that book, The Waiting Period, I'm making that book available for free. It's available wow. for free. You just cover the postage and the handling. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, John, this, this book, it, the story has literally saved lives. Literally. I mean, there was a guy who came, who, uh, who came and saw the play who didn't want to come. His girlfriend suffers from depression. He doesn't. So he came and, and, and was sat kicking. His, it was drags kicking and screaming. And he's watching my performance and he realized, because I take you through the mind of a depressive. I, I, I put you in the head of somebody who's struggling so you can understand the thought process. And he thinks, oh my gosh, that sounds like my brother. So he checks with family members and finds out that, um, that the family members have all been given gifts by his brother, all been given gifts, something that was really personal to him, his baseball car collection, jewelry, things that were personal. And they did an intervention. They found out that that, that young man was going to commit suicide that week. And, and uh, they were able to get him help, and he's doing fine. But uh, had he not heard my story, he never would have recognized what was going on with his brother until it was too late. So if you are someone who struggles, please go to my website, go to briancopeland.com, get a copy of the book for free. If you are someone who has a family member or a loved one or a friend who suffers from depression, please get, get a copy of this book. It's the last stigmatized disease, and we have to talk about it because the only way we are going to end the, 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 the suicide and deal with depression is for people to not feel feel embarrassed or ashamed. You wouldn't be ashamed if you had cancer. You wouldn't be embarrassed if you had Lou Gehrig's disease. Why is it with this one disease that's not your fault, which is depression, we feel such a sense of shame about it. So please get, it, get a free copy of, uh, of The Waiting Period at briancopeland.com. Fire Nation, you hear people like Brian, and he seems so upbeat, so positive. You're like, this guy's always happy. And you hear people like myself, and I, you know, literally, I'm focused right now. I'm happy. I'm doing what I love. And people are like, John, you're always so optimistic. You see people on Facebook and Instagram. You're like, they're always on vacations and doing the best things in the world. 
my friends, you're only seeing a snapshot of all of our lives. I mean, there are periods where Brian is not upbeat and happy. And myself, you know, I need to go and do a corner after a couple days of interviews and just like quietly read and have nobody talk to me. And, you know, Kate knows, hey, John just did a couple days of interviews. I need to leave him alone for a little while. Like we go through the ups and the downs. It's a cycle of life. That's just the reality. And we need to understand that. I mean, I've gone through PTSD after my time in the service and spending 13 months in Iraq. You know, Brian's been through depression. Everybody we know and everybody that you know, Fire Nation, has a story. And they may be completely looking perfect on the surface, but there might be something really bad going on underneath. So you need to understand this. Maybe you yourself need to identify and diagnose some things that are going on in your mind and your life right now. So visit briancopeland.com, snag the waiting period for free, by the way. Just cover shipping and handling, Fire Nation. Invest in yourself with that at least, and you might be saving your own life, or you might be saving the life of a loved one or a friend that because of the information you read and learn from this, you're able to identify what's happening and help, again, either yourself or somebody else that, that means a lot to you. So Brian... Fire Nation knows this, that they're the average of the five people that they spend the most time with. I feel like my five is pretty amazing today because you're one of those. So Fire Nation, make sure that you keep up the heat. And of course, head over to briancopeland.com. Grab the waiting period. And Brian, thank you for sharing your journey and just being honest with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. An honor and a pleasure to be here, my friend. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Brian today. And... Everybody's scared of losing, but in my book, I teach you how to finally win. Simply visit howtofinallywin.com and learn how to create your dream life a one, a step at a time. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Quick question for all the marketers listening. What's your address? My friend Billy Jean wants to send you something in the mail. It's small, blackish, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI for the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com. Billy Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook funnels for free. You just cover the shipping. Copyourads.com.